Using your imagination Takes you on a brain vacation Find time for the things that make you happy Imagination time Hello everybody and welcome to Imagination Time. So today I'm here with a lovely person who is going to be great for this podcast. So would you like to introduce yourself? Hi everyone, I'm Patty. I'm 21 years old and this year I graduated studying zoology at Bang University and currently I am a science technician uh, living in Manchester and in my spare time, I run a little page called Peanut Butter Jelly Co, where I share stuff about zero waste and sustainable living. That's me. Amazing. So this episode is going to be all about sustainable living, eco-friendly, all of that jazz. And we're going to talk about lots of different things, food waste, the environment, and just going to throw a load of stuff in there for you people who love the planet or need to love the planet. So... Number one, I'm just going to start off with a question for you, Patty. So what do you do? You've already mentioned about your page. So what kind of stuff do you do in your life that practices sustainable living and all of that kind of jazz? It's like, why have I, why do you feel that I've picked you to be on this podcast? Oh, I'm not sure why you picked me, to be honest. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite surprised. I'm very honest, to be on. Oh. Um, I guess because I, I like to share my stuff and um, not many people see it. I guess it's mostly friends and family, but it's also there for me to look back on my journey. And um, yes, yeah, so I guess mostly because we're friends and you've seen my little journey that I've been on. And it's just kind of been like a gradual change. I started off making little changes and uh, I'm clearly after studying zoology you can tell that uh, I like animals and the environment so I start becoming more aware and start noticing bad things and habits that are in my life so I start making changes and some of it started off with craft actually that's how my page started as I was quite a bad hoarder of crafts and things and never actually made things and then I decided to actually put some use to it and so I made sustainable things like reusable pads and um, wax wraps and things like that and then that just kind of develops into sharing aspects of my life that I've been adapting and basically just been noticed whatever I notice and whatever I use up I try and find an eco alternative to that and clearly some people find that useful (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it's amazing I um I love seeing all of it. So for anyone listening, um, me and Patty went to primary school together, um, which is how we know each other. But we we were never really like good friends or anything. We knew each other. But um, because we we're friends on Facebook, I started to see a lot of Patty's journey. And um, it was really inspiring because I'm like, I have a very similar situation. Like I started with gradual changes when I started to realise that like how harmful certain things were. And I... Um, yeah, I just got more and more like into not only how important it was to change things like that, but how fun it was too, and how like creative you can get with coming up with different things and different alternatives. So yeah, um, watching all of your stuff on like your Facebook stories or looking at your Facebook page or your TikToks, I've just found like so much fun and like just I really enjoy it and I like I used to save all of your TikTok videos and be like I'm gonna make this later (laughs) um and yeah I just love it um I think it's really inspirational and I think everyone should take from that and do your part to save the planet so um and the next question I have for you is why should we all care about the environment because it's affecting all of us like many people think ah, I'm not going to bother because it's the next generation's problem or like mm-hmm. my kids kids won't be seeing these issues but that's the biggest lie anybody could tell like we're seeing the effects of it right now and it's affecting us right now so in my head it's kind of mind-blowing people that don't bother to make changes and don't bother to even think about it and think it's a lie um I remember when like Greta Gunberg started being a thing at first and I watched this interview with her and she was talking about how she was learning about climate change in school but she didn't bother much about it because she thought oh it's such a big issue that people are going to get on it governments are going to change but they're not and it's just kind of mind-blowing like why why are you not doing anything about it like temperatures are rising we can 
clearly see that climate's changing and not for the best and like plastic is everywhere i think like people that are on like a normal omnivorous diet eat like a teaspoon of plastic a day uh, a week yeah it's It's something crazy like that isn't it it's mad like it's insane and like uh it's so great to have all these documentaries coming um out like david attenbush shares a lot of information and like luckily it has a large population for people to actually watch um hopefully those people making changes as well because like it's so obvious like even if you're just walking down the street you can see how much rubbish it is and even if you don't think it's affecting you personally which it is because there even though there's not much research about it there has actually been some studies about how plastic consumption is affecting our biological functions already and that's just like just the top of the iceberg which is crazy but even if you don't think that's true for whatever funny reason like it's still ugly to look at like you don't want to be walking around a park and seeing rubbish everywhere having full bins outside your apartment that's stinking like it's just common sense to me and I think it should be for everyone else as well yeah I 100% agree, and I think the way you put it was so good as well. Just the way you, you first were like, why why shouldn't you care? Like, obviously it affects everyone, and it's so true, because I think that's the main problem, obviously, is ignorance. I think the majority of people know what impact they're having, but they just think, oh, well, I'm only one person, I can't do anything. And obviously, like you said, the main issue is the government, and it's it's a whole world issue. It's not like, oh, the little things we do, like, oh, I forgot to recycle my cardboard box today but I think that the problem is that too many people have that mindset of oh it's a government issue and like you said we know that the government aren't doing anything so we can definitely make a change individually so that leads me on to the next question which is how can we individually help tackle food waste and plastic pollution specifically just because those are the ones that I think are very easy sort of lifestyle changes to make so yeah food waste plastic pollution individually yeah, right, Gelna, like you said, it is the problem with the government, and that's the sad thing, because, like, people think, yeah, I can't make a change by myself, which it shouldn't be on the individual person. Like, uh, I don't know if you've heard, but, you know, the whole, like, how big is your carbon footprint mm-hmm. um, yeah. issue, that was actually created by um, fossil fuel companies to make people feel pressured as though it's their fault and, like, take the pressure off oh, wow. big corporations. Um, so yeah, like, but through our individual changes and lifestyle choices, we are forcing these companies to change, which shouldn't be the case, but unfortunately that's the world we live in. Um, so getting on to the changes that you can make as an individual, first and foremost, I'm not an expert, I'm doing like what I can, and that's what everyone else should be doing, Yeah. just making the changes that are financially available to you, because although... Uh, reducing waste shouldn't be like shouldn't involve consumerism some things you might not already have available and that is the sad truth Mm -hmm. um um, i mean there's that quote that i've heard a few times in the last few years saying we don't need a few people doing this perfectly we need billions of people doing it imperfectly because you're so right like it's just what what's available to you and you're so right like there is the financial burden of certain things like we can't all go and buy like fancy schmancy reusable everything and in some cases you know there are plenty of companies that do sell like extortionately priced I don't know water bottles or something but there are a hundred percent things that we can do that are financially available to us so yeah do you want to talk a bit more about alternatives or like maybe even like cheaper options of things for people who are in that position yeah so like first and foremost uh it's quite obvious but some people don't do it just use what you already have yeah um there's this thing called a waste audit which um is amazing but i've not really done one myself but basically just like look at what is uh what you're throwing out and then like just look for alternatives so like at the start of my journey I had so much waste in my bathroom and I kept getting it as presents so um that's one thing is make it very clear to friends and family that you don't want to be receiving all this plastic and Mm -hmm. waste and either provide them with alternatives um to like uh, 
plastic free shampoo, shampoo bars from Lush that's widely accessible to most people in the UK and America, um, just things like that. But yeah, I just worked my way through everything and rather than buying new things, I first use all of that up and then when you're running out, like, oh, I'm on my last bottle, then you research and look for alternative. That also makes it a lot easier to transition into the lifestyle because you're not changing everything all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably the like the easiest place I've found to make changes the bathroom. I feel like my bathroom, apart from like two, three things that I've just been trying to use up but I can't because I don't use them that much. It's mostly plastic free, so wow. plastic free shampoo bars, um, conditioner bars. Um, Lush is such a good place for that. Definitely. Tooth tabs. Tooth tabs is something that is probably very weird because I couldn't get around to the texture. I tried out so many, but I feel like the process of trying out so many, I found one that wasn't too bad, so I was just in love with it. Amazing. But I feel like if you just jump straight into that one, I use Dent tabs. And, um, uh, yeah, they're really good. They just taste right. Um, but it's really hard to find the, like, actual paste form. This is a whole rant I could go on talking about. No, it's okay. Like, uh, Geo Organics did, like, ones in little jars, but they taste like clay to me, and it was just so weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, I agree. That. I think toothpaste, it was the same thing for me, actually. I've only very, very recently started using tooth tabs and actually my so my employer owns a brand called oh my gum I don't know if you've heard of it but it's a basically like a plastic free plant-based gum um which is amazing and she's brilliant and she's got she's a mum I I babysit her one-year-old she's adorable their family's brilliant Anyway, she collaborates with other brands sometimes and sometimes she'll like give me things to try when I go to look after her child. So she paired up with this brand called, I don't know how you pronounce it, but it's like Han or Han, it's H-A-A-N. And they do like um, toothpastes, which are in like refillable bottles and yeah so the toothpaste that they use as well is a natural alternative to fluoride which is like a lot better for the environment and doesn't have like plastic in the toothpaste and it's just supposed to be like really good for you basically in all different ways and they make it with like really funky weird flavors so they have um chai tea and mint and like all this crazy stuff eucalyptus and mint anyway so um malak the lady who owns oh my gum she gave them to me the other day and um i haven't used them all yet but the first one i used i was expecting it to be like that it was actually like really really cool as well like tooth tabs sorry i'm just this is a good subject toothpaste i love it um tooth tabs yeah i actually got them free got some free ones the other day um i don't know what they were called so i'd have to find that out and maybe put it in the caption of the podcast i got like a free tin it's like a trial thing from this brand and you only pay a quid for the delivery and you get like a tin of them and then obviously if you like them you can like subscribe or whatever so I got the free tin and I haven't tried them yet but I did used to try the like lush tabs and I always found them really really weird so but I feel like I'm sort of over caring that much about it now so I'm gonna give it a go (laughs) but we'll see but anyway like the fact that um going back to what you were saying about the bathroom the fact that like you're doing so much like in the bathroom kind of area is really good because that's something I only recently thought of for me like it was first food and like I have jars of pasta and stuff which I refill at refill stations I mean whatever you do that's plastic free is brilliant like even if you just are changing one thing like it's better than not changing it but the bathroom is definitely something that I need to start getting on top of because it's exactly what you were saying. That's why I was like smiling at you when you were talking about when your family and friends buy you gifts. And it's like every year. And I love shower stuff, bath stuff, all of that. So I, I understand like why people get it. But it does only over the last few like Christmases and birthdays, I have thought, oh my gosh, like how many plastic bottles do I need? And then it's a shame because I've seen as well like so many refill station places where you can just bring your bottle in and refill it with shampoo and stuff and then I think I'm getting a new bottle every time. That is obviously somewhat a financial problem for some people because it can be expensive and don't get me wrong like I can't always afford the refill station places sometimes they're expensive um 
but it is definitely something like worth checking out if it's accessible to you in terms of money, location, whatever. Definitely worth just checking it out because you can get so many cool things like refilled. It's not just like, oh, you can refill your lentils and your rice. It's like you can literally refill like soap, like shower gel, conditioner, washing up liquid, washing powder, like so much stuff. So yeah, that's something I would definitely recommend. But anyway, sorry, going off on a tangent. So carry on about alternatives. We got to like bathroom toothpaste. <laughs> Oh, well, I want to call it continue about refills because you, you yeah go for it. You know, um, food was a rough one for me at the start just because um, I studied in Bangor and like it wasn't the most um, up to date place when it came mm-hmm. to sustainability. We had a little health store that started having a bulk section, but it had just like the typical like flour and pastas. Um, and rices, which I found um, tend to be a lot more expensive um, to refill than other stuff. So mm-hmm. my alternative to that was to buy in bulk. So I just get like the massive bags That's of rice. Idea. In my household, we use up a lot of rice. Mm-hmm. And then the best alternative for me was to um, keep those single use in plastics. And there was luckily a TerraCycle box near me that I could fill up. There's a lot of shopping um centers um that actually collect those now mm. i have been trying to contact the companies that collect them and see what they do with them because i'm like oh, i don't yeah. trust you yeah <laughs> literally me anything yeah. that i see is like recycling bin i'm like hmm is this really going in the recycling yeah. it's such an issue now because like obviously a lot of uh, younger people are, are becoming more conscious about sustainability and stuff but because people and corporations and the um, little evil. There's a lot of greenwashing that goes around, so that's that's one of the bad sides of being sustainable and trying to live the best life you can. Because there's a lot of little holes that you can fall down into, and so you have to do research, which is always a faff. But that's what um like that's why it's also handy to join like communities on social media, like on Instagram. I've known so many people. I've made friends that I've never met. And it's also helpful because, like, they share stuff that they've researched. That's something that's always handy is to see what other people are talking about. But don't just trust one person. You never know. Be <laughs> for it. That's so um, true. Well, something that I discovered as well, because uh, I didn't have a zero waste shop uh, available to me, I found one uh, in Scotland that actually deliver, oh. which isn't the best thing obviously if you have one local to you go to the local one because you don't want to be having all those miles just to transport your food but I'd wait till I had like several things that needed stocking up and then I'd buy in bulk they're called you know waste mm-hmm. and I actually like compared the prices of a lot of stuff and it actually ended up being quite affordable um as well um I actually got an order on the other day because there was a couple of things that my um, zero waste shop that I have near me now um, doesn't buy and including snacks I find snacks um aren't always accessible in zero waste shop they tend to be just like eco snacks but still packaged in plastic yeah that's very true in some ways it's good but like they make like little barbecue bites that my boyfriend loves Aww. and so we just got like half a kilogram of that <laughs> amazing but um yeah just looking around like uh, and there's like Facebook groups as well um, that are so helpful. Like there's one like called Zero Waste Living in the UK on Facebook or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there's just so many people on there having so many cool ideas. Um, so like if I'm ever struggling, like I've got this piece or like I have a silicone baking mat that I've been using for two years and it's gone black and I don't know what <laughs> to do with it. I really badly don't want to put it in the bin because... I've got eco-anxiety and I'll just be, like, not sleeping for a week thinking about it. I'm just, like, search it and, like, people would have already, like, looked it up and found things and know where to recycle it. That's always a good place so that you don't feel alone, like, you're struggling with this waste. Um, So, yeah, trying to go back to uh, (laughs) um, what. It's really weird because I feel like I've been, I've not been on this journey for that long. It might have been, like, three years, but, like, when I have people visiting, I feel like I haven't done that much. But then when people, like, point things out, I'm like, oh, yeah, that is different. That is a change I've made. So, like, recently one of my friend, friends came to visit and um, she, um, what's it called? Uh, when I can't 
<laughs> That's right. Uh, um, so recently one of my friends came to visit and she has a really bad gluten intolerance. And so she was trying to wash her own cutlery to, uh, or wash my cutlery so that there was nothing on it because she's so sensitive to it. Okay. But I only have a solid soap to wash things with, which um. is easily contaminated. And I had no liquid soap for her to wash it with. So she oh. ended up having to wash it with her own shower gel that she had brought. And I was like, I didn't realize that that was like weird and it, it just showed how, like, how zero waste it was that my friend couldn't get liquid um, soap, which is crazy. But, um, yeah, the kitchen is another place that you can make some quite easy swaps. I found that, that you use up quite quickly, so mm. it's easy um, to make those changes. So all of my brushes are, like, wooden and natural fibres, which is something that's um, important because, like, you want to find the balance between something that lasts you a long time but also you know how to dispose of um, when when it's finished, when you can no longer use it. Like wooden brushes in chucking the compost. Yeah, that's so true because that that's one thing I notice, um, probably another sign of ignorance, um, people saying, like using as an excuse, it's like, it, it's, it's like the paper straw thing. It's like, oh yeah, but pa- paper straws are shit because when you drink your drink, they just go all soggy and then they break and it's like so annoying. And I'm like, the thing is, yeah, possibly, if you if you take a while to drink your drink, that might happen. But if that really bothers you, go and buy yourself a metal straw or a glass straw or a bamboo straw or a wooden straw, like, literally so many alternatives. And, yeah, it is true that obviously some things aren't, like, strong and don't last. Like, paper straws, obviously, you wouldn't always use a paper straw, maybe. And also, it wouldn't be great for the environment even to just buy a load of paper straws either for yourself because, obviously, it's still, like, you're still cutting trees down. But I do think it's good that companies are doing, most companies do paper straws now instead of plastic. Um, Yeah, I think I agree. It's just things like that where you just need to find, like, A, what works for you, but B, like you said, something that is a good balance between, like, gonna last and good for the environment. Obviously, it's tricky because, like, nothing in the world is like 100% great for the environment really like you know if you get if you get a wooden spoon like yeah they still have to cut trees down but it's like the fact that there are those alternatives that are better or you know buying a metal straw is better than using like hundreds and hundreds of plastic straws so I do think that people tend to use that excuse whether I don't know if it's out of laziness ignorance or genuine um I guess misunderstanding but sort of linking onto that and feel free to like go back and forward between these two questions but I just thought this would fit well here um could you maybe talk a bit about like how we can all be more eco-aware so I'm thinking more in my head of the people who don't really know anything about the environment maybe us even a few years ago and thinking what could we tell people who may be listening to this how to be more eco-aware how to understand what's right and wrong does that make sense? Yeah, um, that's quite a hard one to answer. It is tricky. (laughs) It is. There's no, like, easy place to go. Like, you can't go to the news because they won't share anything important, just anything Mm -hmm. that's going to grab people's attention. Um, I guess guess some some news, but also, like, um, influencers. So, like, uh, Greta Thunberg, David Attenborough, just big people that will be sharing information on the environment. And then if you're educated enough to understand research papers, always keep up to date like with research or mm-hmm. like somebody that shares research re- relevant to like climate and plastic. I know that at my university, they were doing uh, a lot of research with plastic pollution in the local rivers and as well as starting to look into how it affects terrestrial plants as well because a lot of the focus is on marine life as well. And um, and then further down that is small influencers like myself and um, other people that share zero waste content. There's a, a girl that I found out about recently who joined our little group of um, sustainable influencers on Instagram. I've forgotten her name, but I will tell you afterwards. And she shares a lot of really important information um, for um, any Americans out there about like indigenous people and the role they have 
like it goes so much further beyond like just making small changes in your lifestyle it's really important to support um like bigger movements as well because that's like the root of the problems like um equality as well and just like big changes and keeping up to date with like any kind of environmental action that might be happening in your area like uh hs2 if you've heard of that that's something that's important for the environment not many people know about it i know a friend of mine that recently um found out from me that it's really bad and he thought it was like such a great thing that i don't know if you've heard of hs2 um yeah for those that haven't it's uh, a train that's being a train track that's being built between london and manchester and apparently a lot of other big cities but basically they're just cutting down 300 year old trees as they go along and loads of people protesting they're not really following um the initial plans that they were and just like so being aware of things like that and actually um like taking part in just signing petitions and things like that 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 you'll be aware of and by following people on instagram that share things like that that is how you will become educated and like maybe interact with people on there as well you never know what kind of things you learn like i didn't really know much about how um the uh, rights of indigenous people in america has an effect on sustainability but it does it affects the way that the land is managed there and how um like people uh, are exploited and that all links together even though at first it might not sound like it it, it really is important yeah. and um, yeah that's how i learn about new things as well amazing well thank you very much i think like need to just be more aware in general and once you get to the point where you're aware and you want to sh- make a change it then makes it a lot easier because you don't have to be an expert you no one's judging you like I mean I'm not an expert like even you said yourself earlier you're not an expert um and it's just about wanting to do it I think from my point of view because that's what really made me change what I was doing because I I kind of didn't know that much about the environment. My mum's always been quite good with, um, like, recycling and stuff like that and, like, not wasting food. She's always been really good at that. And my mum's been vegetarian since she was, like, 16. She brought all her kids up veggie and now I'm vegan as well. Um, And so I've always been, like, relatively aware, but I guess I just didn't know as much as I should have done. And then as I grew up, my brother's ex-girlfriend was very like environmental she really had a passion for the planet and she was really good with all that kind of stuff and she used to talk about it a lot and she used to work at Lush um and after a while of her like mentioning bits and bobs here and there I used to think I started to think oh this is actually like quite important I should try and learn more and then it sort of pushed me to start doing what I could do I started off doing more vegan days every year I did veganuary for like seven years I did whenever it was like Lent I would give up dairy and eggs and everything for the whole of Lent like I would always do little things like that um and then I just thought I I know that I can do more and obviously again like we said earlier I know not everything is accessible to everyone and not everyone can become vegan for example because you may have certain allergies or an illness that prevents you from it which is fine but it's more the fact of like just even just little swaps I think is just important like we were saying earlier and researching asking around like what you can do I think is just the most important thing like just having a look like finding out for yourself because once you get past the initial barrier of oh I can't do anything or I don't want to do anything and you start thinking I should do something then it's easier to find that journey for yourself and there are still things that I don't do which I should and I think about it a lot when I see other people's Instagram pages, like a lot of eco-influencers I follow, and I just think, oh, like, I should definitely do more of this, more of that. But that's the that's the whole point, like, that's the journey, like, we're all learning. And as long as you're trying to make a change, that's all that matters. And I think as well, there's just too much judgment from either end. You have the extreme of people who are like, don't want to do anything, and they're like, oh, you're a vegan, like, oh, you're one of those, oh, why have you got all this silly, like stuff just be normal and then you've got the people at the other end who are like extreme vegans who literally will batter you if you eat an egg once 
and you're like and you say you're vegan but then you have like a slip up or whatever so that's why I think you just have to stick in your own mindset and do as much as you can do keep always pushing yourself to do more and try and ignore like the two extremes but yeah sorry I just talked for ages so saying the I'm, same thing <laughs> like that really gets me the extremes it makes mm-hmm. me so angry like same I I'm, I love being on Facebook groups I'm gonna talk about Facebook groups because it's just like a little community where you can talk to people and I was part of a couple of vegan ones but I just left them because yep. they're just so toxic. like there was one that talked about zoos off topic but in my zoology degree I had a module on ethics and so I wrote a paragraph being like very like non-opinionating being like this is the facts and everyone just goes like no it's not vegan and the animals are in cages without even like trying to consider people are so close-minded that's why it's all about the mindset just like you said like it doesn't matter if you're 100% in as long as you're conscious about it you're doing your best you're trying like one of my friends is vegetarian I don't think she'll ever be vegan but whenever we do things together like over the summer we went out and there was a vegan magnum and she tried that rather than the other one and she loved it mm. because she tried whereas this other friend of mine went and try and already has his opinion that because it's vegan it's wrong without trying it like it's just ridiculous and then the other day when I started working at this new job I like a weekend um, they found out I'm vegan and they're like, oh, you just ruined my joke. How do you know when someone's a vegan? Because they tell you. Like, no, that's not what vegans are, are yeah. like. Like, it's just completely wrong. It's such a horrible mindset. And I think that's something that really needs to be overcome because I feel like that's something that stops people from trying to join the community. So I do find some of that in the zero waste community as well. Like, if someone does something that's not 100% the right way or because they can't, Clearly, not everybody can make them change, and there's some people that bash them. And I think that you really need to ignore these people and know that there are more nice people than bad ones in those communities. Because it, it, I don't really see the point in these people being so aggressive because it's going to discourage a person from being vegan four days out of five days of the week to none, and that's the worst thing that you could possibly do for the environment is to discourage someone from making any kind of attempt. I agree with what you were saying too about the Facebook groups being judgy because I was the exact same I was in and my mum too this vegan group and at first when I joined it I thought it's funny like there are a few little vegan memes of like funny things that meat eaters say like you know the classic where do you get your protein and all that and I I found it quite funny at first and then after a while I started to realize like how horrible everyone was to each other and I'd see someone saying something like someone put a post there was this one woman that said oh I'm vegan and my husband is a meat eater and our two-year-old is mostly vegan but sometimes my husband will give him meat and I've talked about it to him and said I want him to be vegan and I'd love to like make him more vegan and my husband got annoyed at me and we had an argument does anyone have any suggestions and the comments were like literally so many people be like why did you marry a meat eater why did you why are you even with an omnivore in the first place why are you letting him give your kid meat this is unacceptable and I was like whoa like she came on here like asking for friendly suggestions and she's doing so much anyway someone who's you know bringing up a child vegan like it must be quite challenging because when they're young as well like you've got to make sure you're keeping them healthy and giving them all the right things and especially for children they often need more of certain vitamins and whatnot so I think it's just crazy when people are like that and I'm on this group now on Facebook called non-judgy vegans UK or non-judgy vegans it's good there still are some annoying people on there but I think the, the majority are really kind but I remember when I did, when I commented on something about Oatly, I don't know if you've heard about that and how you feel about it. And I don't mind what people do in any way. It's just me personally, I don't buy it anymore. And for anyone who doesn't know, they basically Oatly sold that some of their shares to this company who's like a big corporate company who are Trump supporters and contribute to deforestation. And I could go into it, but there's no there's no real reason but I stopped drinking Oatly after that because to also it was just like I I started trying other milks that I preferred anyway and anyway that was that was just my opinion on it 
someone asked on this vegan group something about Oatly, and I saw quite a few comments, people saying, oh, um, does anyone know what the deal with, is with Oatly at the moment? Can anyone explain? So I like, put up a post explaining it to people and saying, um, oh, I don't know if it's like, if people don't know or if people just like don't mind, but this is what I know and this is what I've done. Like I've kind of boycotted them. And then so, like loads of people are saying to me, oh, that's really friendly. That's really helpful. Thank you. I won't, I'm not going to drink it anymore. And some people are like, oh, I'm going to continue to because at the end of the day, you know, any company is related to another big corporate company who does this and that. And I was like, yeah, I guess true to an extent. But then there were people being really horrible and saying like, how else do you expect Oatly to become bigger? They want to make their money by doing this and they've made the right choice and surely you should be happy that this sponsor, this um, like these, this company is investing their money into something that's sustainable. And like I can completely understand both sides of it. And then I just thought, oh my gosh, why did I even bother? Like what? And then I literally just left the group and it made me feel like sick, like physically anxious and sick for like a week. I kept thinking, oh, I shouldn't have said anything. I shouldn't have said anything. Now everyone hates me. And after like a week, I was like, oh my gosh, like I need to just stop worrying about it because I know that I'm doing what I feel is right to me, like what feels sticks right in my head. And it doesn't matter if other people don't want to. It doesn't matter if other people do. It doesn't matter what opinion they have. You just have to stick to what you feel is right. It's like you said, the judgy part is is quite hard to get over. And I think it does put a lot of people off being vegan or veggie or whatever. Because it certainly put me off being vegan from veggie. Because the amount of crap I received from being vegetarian my whole life. And because I've always been veggie. Because my mum brought us all up vegetarian. Well, my parents were both vegetarian when they when they had kids and I remember in primary school like people would always say something always always every it was like a daily thing and I was like why do why do people care so much and I would open my lunchbox and just wait for the comments and everyone would be like oh what's that oh that what's that supposed to be is that supposed to be ham it doesn't look like ham that's it why would you want to eat something that tastes like ham but isn't actually ham and I was just like oh and I was a kid so I just used to get upset and now I find I like feel like I've finally got to a place where if people say things. Like obviously, it upsets me in a way, but I know what I'm doing is right, and I just explain to them in the most polite and informative way I can, and then I just move on. Really, I don't know if you receive any like backlash for things like that. Uh, yeah, I I try not to comment too much just because uh, I'm not as good as you at trying to stay informative and factual. I tend to get overwhelmed and emotional, and yeah, either or just get really angry. <laughs> yeah, literally. That's what I used to be like so much. Yeah, it's it, it's crazy. I really, I really, I feel like that that there's also a need for education within people that are already vegan and stuff, and point out that hey, everyone's on their own journey. We can't mm-hmm. all just be perfect vegans immediately, and uh, understand the impact of your actions. Because it it really is crazy, and I really hate the whole like oh, why would you eat a meat substitute when you've given up meat? Because I liked meat. I didn't give it up because I didn't like it. Exactly. I liked it, but I don't like killing animals. So exactly. That's the better alternative. Like it, it's so, so silly. I remember then um, there was like a phase where that actually became like a big thing. And then there was a, a YouTuber that made a video where they made the carrot out of meat. And I'm like, what are you doing? Literally, and I've seen so many funny... I don't know if you've heard of VFC. They're a... It stands for vegan fried chicken. So it's basically like KFC, but like a vegan like brand that's kind of making a joke out of it a bit. But they're really good, and they've just literally, like, yesterday started stocking their products in Tesco so they used to only be able to order it online and it was always really expensive so I'm really excited hopefully I'll see that soon. But anyway, they have this really funny thing where they put pictures every once in a while on the Instagram called Cluckwit of the Month. So it's like basically whoever said something really stupid and and then they always reply with these really funny responses. So like one of them that they posted this month was um some meat eater commented on one of their posts saying, I'll stick to beaks and assholes, thank you And then they just replied, Sounds like that will suit you very well then <laughs> Um and they just say things like that. And the funniest one it just actually, do you know, so many, so many, so many things are like this. But this is the one that reminded me of what you just said. 
Someone commented, if it's not chicken, why call it chicken? Getting fed up with all these vegan processors trying to copy what British farmers have been leading the way in doing for years. And then put a little like Britain flag and a tractor and a thumbs up emoji. And then this VFC brand just replied, not a complete copy, Will. We skipped the chicken suffering and death part and the environmental destruction bit. <laughs> and it's so true because it's like you said, people don't tend to go vegan because they don't like meat. It's because they, they want to do good for the planet or for animals or whatever it your reason may be. But I saw a post, I don't know if you've seen it, I've seen it a few times now, where it's like a, what you should say in, re- in response to that, a white fake meat that looks like meat. And then whoever wrote it said something like the reason same reason people use dildos feels a hole yeah. and <laughs> um yeah, no and no I one was harmed that. in the process <laughs> it's so funny like but it is weird it, i do think this is why i think it's partially ignorance or guilt because the things that people say are sometimes just really odd i'm like what why do you think that's a point oh i, I, I there's also this account you should follow or anyone listening should follow called plants and bants probably sounds a bit weird of me saying it without a northern accent but plants and bants it's just this guy and he is so funny he just does like these little videos just it's just like jokey little tiktok kind of things where he'll do like really funny responses to things meat eaters say and there was one of him saying like saying to a meat eater oh what are you having for sunday lunch and then the meat eater's like oh um a stuffed turkey asshole. What about you? And he's like, oh, um, nuts in pastry. <laughs> and then the meter goes, that's so weird. <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> Are you joking? And it's so funny. It's like these, this just, it is strange how being vegan is like seen as a, if this really bad thing. And it is tricky because I guess there are bad people who give it a bad name. But what, the way I always try and see it is that bad people give so many things bad names. It's just, but like, it's not it's not dealt with in the same way for example some people who like football who will literally go like crazy drunk and throw racist comments about and beat people up but then we don't sit and go oh football fans what the hell's wrong with oh you're one of those so it is strange how like the few vegans well obviously there are some vegans who aren't nice about the way they go about it but it's strange how Everyone then goes, oh, all vegans. So it is kind of just a weird, like, societal mindset, I guess. But at the end of the day, you just have to stick with, like, what you believe in and try and do your best. I recently found it quite weird because I'm, I'm in a new job and, and um, uh, it's in an area that's not, like, um, the best of. Like, I wouldn't say it's rough, but it's not, you know, it's not, like, a city centre mm-hmm. and uh, so they very clearly don't have like shops with vegan options and, and it really shows because like um, whenever the teachers have like a free period and come hang with me in the tech room they sometimes ask me questions and one of them very clearly thinks that being vegan is really hard because she mm-hmm. always questions me like oh so you can't have this and this and this I'm like if you go to any shops now there's so many alternatives so and, true and like being vegan has been so much easier than I ever expected it to be. Like, I feel like the only thing that I can think of that aren't there aren't good alternatives for is cheese. And yeah, I'm like, I'll cope with that. Like, that's fine. Um, I agree. Yeah. If you're someone who loves cheese, have a day where you have cheese, and all the other six days you're still having a great impact. Like, yeah, if you're vegan, you don't have to be vegan for the rest of your life or a horrible person like that's something that people need to get over yeah that's so true I think that that is the problem as well that's another problem is that people go oh but I but I can never give up cheese or oh but I can never give up eggs or whatever and I'm like don't give that up then give the other stuff up <laughs> because that's how I started like I was on like oat milk years and years and years ago like probably four or five years ago I, I was never drinking dairy milk and I really liked it anyway but like I yeah I was always drinking oat milk or whatever milk alternatives and then I also didn't really like eggs that much so I just avoided having them because like I, I'm not a fussy person so I would always eat them if I was given them but then I thought why am I eating something I don't enjoy that's just contributing to um very bad things and then I just decided to stop eating eggs and then I just went gradual bit by bit 
and everyone's different like some people go cold turkey straight ahead straight away and they and they can stick to it some people need gradual honestly being vegan for me took the best part of like five years six years seven years because I did it on and off for so long and I think when I first did it I was about like 13 um and it was incredibly hard back then because it was more like what's accidentally vegan that I can eat which veggie meats don't have egg in them it was more of like you know eating vegetables mostly well not vegetables but you know just living off sort of like ricey pastory lentily vegetably kind of dishes um and then as I got older I would like try on and off and on and off and then it got to a point like last year or maybe even a couple years ago is when I moved to London so yeah about two years ago I was like I literally eat mostly vegan out anyway there's so much stuff I can eat um I just need to like do it so I literally gave up almost everything but cheese because that was the one for me as well I was like I just love it so much and then after a while because I found out that um cheese has like this thing in it called casein which is addictive so that's why people it's like your your um something to do with like your taste buds and some like glands or something are like like crave it and it like sticks I can't I don't remember the exact um scientific explanation so I'm not going to try because someone will at me but it's basically like addictive it's the same as like sugary things like your body craves it because it's addictive so um the only reason I was able to stop eating cheese was I went like 10 days without it and then I just didn't really like care about it anymore I still like if I see someone eating like a cheese toasty sometimes I'll like mm, that looks good but I never think like oh I wish I like I'm so sad I can't yeah. I'm just like mm, it's not really that deep is crazy. it it's crazy that you mentioned that because I completely forgot about that fact and now it makes so much sense to me because like um sometimes when I'm visiting my boyfriend's parents they're not vegan they're very far from it and mm-hmm. like we go to a normal pub kind of place and sometimes I'm lucky and there's a good, good alternative so I'm very unlucky in that I have an intolerance to most mushrooms and soy, so that's, like, a lot of meal options out of the way. Mm. And, like, the only thing I could have that was the closest to being, having the less and least impact was uh, vegetable lasagna, which had cheese, and I absolutely loved cheese, but it kind of just tasted weird to me this time. It was so chewy yeah. and weird, and I was like, oh, my God, I've got no <laughs> cheese. It's so weird. That's so but interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Literally, because actually even now uh well I say now I don't really care about cheese I don't really care about anything like that anymore but like even when I finally like made the leap and stopped eating cheese I actually stopped missing cheddar and what I always used to miss it and then go back and eat it again and be like "Mm." and then this time I like 10 days without it I started to stop missing it and then I'd had it once and I can't remember what it was it was like the last time I ever had it I can't remember why. I don't. I have a feeling like maybe someone was giving away like a cheese sandwich on. Do you know Olio? Yeah. Okay. Well, a little uh, explanation for anyone listening quickly. Olio. I talk about it all the time. It's brilliant. If you haven't downloaded it, download it. It's an app which basically tackles like waste, so food waste or clothes or objects, whatever it is. You basically just put things up for free. So say like food you don't want anymore, or like food you bought and you don't like it and you don't want to throw it all away, or like. Um, say you found some clothes and you don't want them anymore, you don't want to throw them away, you basically just share it on this app and then people come pick it up at your house and um, just, just yeah, so it just basically tackles waste. It's brilliant. I'll definitely talk more about it another time, but um, I don't want to make this podcast like a million years long. So anyway, I think it was like someone was giving away like a cheese toasty from Costa, I think like one of the wraps cheese toasties. And I was like, oh, like, it's all right because it's, it's like, it's going to go in the bin if someone doesn't eat it. So I'll eat it. It's something like that. And I remember I ate it and I was like, oh, and I just felt like sick. I was like, oh, I just don't like, ah, uh, it just made me, because my auntie always, my auntie used to be like, she was, was vegan ages ago. She's still pretty much vegan, but I think she sort of goes through like small phases, like going slightly off track. But like when she first went vegan ages ago, she always used to say like whenever we drank milk or ate cheese, she'd be like, oh, you guys enjoying your cow puffs? And I, and it always like that, that's what I always say, said to myself when I was trying to give up cheese. I was like, that's just cow puffs. Like, it's, just, it's literally got cow puffs in it. Like I don't want that. Like, and, I, and whenever I reminded myself of that, it was like my coping method. And now I don't care anymore. And even then, like the only cheeses I ever really think that I kind of miss now are like brie and halloumi they're like my my two that I miss but 
I don't I don't miss them nearly enough to go back to them. But with Cheddar and like Red Lester and stuff like that, I just feel like sick thinking about it now. It's so it's so strange <laughs> how that how that works. So yeah, I mean we're coming to the end of the podcast. So the last little section that I wanna do is which I always do in my podcast, is can you give out any advice or suggestions like final final words to anyone listening can be to do with anything we talked about it can be about something completely new but it's completely up to you yes i the main advice that i like to give whenever someone asks me um about sustainable living is just take your time and do things slowly don't jump into it because you will get overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and you'll probably get up um that's it. Just take things as you go, as you use things up, like I, I mentioned at the start. I agree, and I think my advice would be kind of just what I said earlier. Take it, yeah, take it at your own pace and just do what you feel is right. Don't let anyone else tell you what to do. Like, encourage suggestions and let them in and enjoy that people want to help you, but also don't let people make you feel bad for what you're not doing or for what you are doing. Just follow your own journey and the number one rule is just caring and as soon as you care about the planet then you're already doing something yeah and like don't forget that you're supposed to be living your life and have fun yeah. like I've made it so important to me like if there's anything that I want to do I'm gonna do it but just make it sustainable like I have 50 hobbies but I'm pretty sure I also have ADHD <laughs> um but like everything I do I'm not gonna like give that up like I love crafts I love hoarding things I love clothes and I do it all I just make sure I make it the most sustainable as I possibly can and you don't have to give up anything fun by being sustainable and zero waste like I'm not a minimalist in any way and that's something that's very closely associated to being zero waste but that's not at all the same thing mm-hmm. and just one more last disclaimer um, none of the brands we've talked about today were ads, but do feel free to give any of them a follow because it's just from a genuine place in my heart and I'm sure Patty's as well that they're just brands or groups or whatever it is that we just like. So feel free to give them a follow, but we are not advertising them in any way, just so you know. But yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for Patty for coming onto the podcast. Thanks for having me. That's all right. Okay, and we'll see you guys next time. Imagination time.